You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's Cast. My name is Pierce, alongside of my co-host Reagan and Schmitty. Um, in this podcast, it's mostly going to be like kind of like a mailbag answering the Twitter questions because I was expecting to maybe get a couple, but this time we got I think ten or eleven. So that's a that's a lot for us. But uh, before we get into that, um, I'm gonna briefly touch on the Blackhawks. The thing is about the Blackhawks right now: we're, we're seventy games have gone in the season. There's twelve left to go. I just I just don't feel like talking about them because we know what they are. They're a bad team. Like how do you how do you say this team is bad for like the next like few weeks or so on the podcast? I, that's why I feel like like Steve I give Steve Dangle so much credit because like he, he had to deal with like ten years of the Leafs just being bad and he had to do all these LFRs for every single game and had to find a new way to be like oh this team sucks. Like we we all know what they are and. I don't know if you guys have anything to talk, touch on about the Blackhawks, but I'm I'm kind of tired about talking to them. I, I want I want the playoffs to start. I want I want to be like get to the draft, you know. But that, that's just how I feel. Yeah, the Blackhawks are kind of looking forward at this point. Um, there's just like little things you can keep track of on the team. Like I just want to see how many goals to break it gets by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I don't know. Like I think I, I think I joked with you about this Pierce a couple days ago. Like all I want is one game where they just play a full 60 minutes out of these remaining 12, just one complete effort. And you could build off that going into next year. But like, if there's no point in like playing left in the season, like guys like Curtis Chef should be in the lineup. In my opinion, you shouldn't be. Or in Rockford. Why are you sitting him? Put him in Rockford for the playoff run. Like, um, I don't know. You just got to get these guys one more really good look before you decide what you're going to do in the off season. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I'm still kind of confused why they called Reichel up. I also haven't been able to watch a game in a hot minute because I've been so busy. But it's like, why would you call him up? I mean, I don't know if they're playing him or not, but it's like you can get more minutes in Rockford, get more experience and just playing time. So I don't know. Oh yeah, I agree. I I think they're. I don't think they're going to use him more than his like trial warrants. So like probably four more games. But um, I think they just want to give him one more taste of NHL hockey before the playoffs for the for Rockford. I don't know when they'll start. Um, 
Because wow. Rockford's at least in the hunt for the playoffs right now, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're actually doing pretty well this year. For... I was confused, though, because they sent all the guys they'd called up from Indy. They sent them back down. So, like, they sent McKay back down, Yetman, uh, Cliff Watson, and Gillum. Which mm-hmm. I didn't understand why, but. Well, Gillum might be because they're healthy in net and they want to get a mice time. Yeah, I got Soderblom and uh, Morris, I think. And Soderblom got a shutout uh, the nice. last game they played. I think it was his first AHL shutout. Um, that's the thing. I saw when Reichel got called up, I saw some Rockford fa- like fans that are cheering for the Icehawks. They're like, that's not a good thing because Reichel is point per game down there. He has, like four, I think, 49 points in 49 games. That's mm-hmm. a player that's going to help them for the, the playoff run. So, um, yeah, but again, I think it's good to get Reichel in there. I, I think the big thing with Reichel is you don't want to burn the first year of the con- his contract, but at the same time, this team is not really going anywhere. Is it going to make that huge of a difference if they do burn the first year of a contract? If this was a Stanley Cup contending team and you're trying to like shove in all these like minor league contracts, like ELC contracts with good players, then I understand that, but it's not the end of the world if they do burn it. But obviously, I think a preference would be if they still – that they let that first year slide and still have three years left next year. But yeah, I was going to say, it really just comes down to what Lucas, how he plays, honestly. Cause if he's, you know, if he puts up like five points in four games, yeah, they might keep him around for the rest of like that's what game stint. But you know, if he doesn't put up a point, like, yeah, send him back down, let him, let him keep conditioning. Like you said, like let him play those big minutes in Rockford on a playoff push. Like I agree hundred percent. And, they, and they've done that with players. Like Ian Mitchell has played pretty much the whole year in Rockford. He's having a really good year. I think he can make it back to the NHL next year. I think he has 10 goals and like 32 or 31 points or something. He's been a really good power play specialist. I'd like to see him maybe get a chance on maybe the second unit power play next year. Because what, what was the stat that the Blackhawks are the last uh, team in the NHL with a, def- with, a, with a defenseman that hasn't scored on the power play for them, which is crazy. Come on, Seth, we're rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and there's and then there's like a bunch of other again, like Roger, like again, there's not like really any high end prospects, but there's a ton of players on Rockford that you can kind of look forward to to being maybe being more bottom of the line contributors, like guys like Phillips doing well in Rockford, same with Jakob Galvis. Like I don't think he has a future in Chicago, but Greg Connolly's doing well in the HL. You know what? Good for him. Mike Harkin's doing really well. Like there's Tepley's gotten really good chemistry with Michael the last little bit. Yeah, Tepley had like no points in like the first half and now he's like I think half a point per game or something. Almost thirty right. games. So Oh yeah. And I guess that's a testament to how they're developing. So that'll be like once again, I want to see how Davidson drafts. So it'll be nice to see, you know, which prospects are going to be in Rockford next year. Like you said, which ones might graduate. Like, because I think now that like Ryan Carpenter's gone, like Reese Johnson's a very capable fourth liner, and I think he always was that. It's just when Reese Johnson gets played in the top six, I think is when people don't like that. <laughs> but um, like obviously, they're showing that guys have NHL potential in our in the minor leagues. It's just not top potential. No, yeah, that's the whole thing with the Blackhawks right now. They have a bunch of guys that can play in the NHL probably in the future, but none of them are really top six guys. Yeah, none of them move the needle. Other than Reichel, yeah, exactly. So, I, I think they signed uh, Philip Roos from Sweden. I have no, I didn't even, I didn't even like see this until I think Wally brought it up into the chat. But he's a, he's a twenty-three-year-old defenseman. He's a big defenseman from Sweden. I think he played his first full year in Sweden. So that's a, it's another guy you add to there. I, I think I don't, th- I don't know if he's coming over this season. Like if he's going to sign like an ATO and play in the AHL, or they said wait till next year. I don't know. But another guy in the system. Um, 
so yeah, uh, I was kind of going through Rockford. I think that this like next little bit, I really want to go through like what the prospects are doing in Rockford instead of talking about the Blackhawks and just abroad. Like Colton Dock is really heating up in uh, in Cologne. I think he has like I think I checked. He has like ten points in his last five games, which is uh, very promising, especially a second round pick. Like I think he, he's he's well over point per game in the season. And again, you just want to you just want to see that progress and. The, the nice thing is you don't you don't have to rush any of these guys. So Colton Dock, you could probably play another year in Kelowna and then maybe spend a year or two in Rockford. You don't have to rush him and really let him to develop this game. So yeah, um, I, I I didn't really do my like I didn't really look up look at any other prospects. I'll try to do my best to like see like who's who's been up because a lot of I, I've seen like obviously like the Frozen Four is happening right now. I, I forget what the teams are, but I saw, I think, Landon Slager and Notre Dame are out. I don't know if why Kaiser and Minnesota Duluth. Again, I, I don't yeah, know. Kaiser's that. out. I know that. Oh, one. they're out already? Okay, yeah. yeah. I'll see. I'm not paying that much attention. It, it, the final four is like Minnesota, Michigan, and um, let me go look. I'll, I'll just look it up right now. You can keep talking. But um, <laughs> it'll just be – I like. I feel like at this point we're just excited to see where Davidson goes in the draft with his um, yeah. picks because he could really go – like obviously they don't have as much draft capital as you'd like, but – with the picks he has, I'm very curious to see where he goes. And who knows? Like they could trade someone at the draft. Like we would talked about this Ben Pope, but I, pardon me, I don't know if King gets trade, but if he does, like a, a dra- the draft would be a good time for him because he can do like what he, what they did for Seth Jones last year, give like a maybe ten to fifteen pick. You're probably not gonna get a top ten pick, but kind of in that range and help get another top six guy and the potential top six guy in there. So, and they can trade like Kubelik's RFA rights. Probably won't get a first round yeah. pick from like maybe strong might be one if they're looking. Like, yeah. Like a second or third round pick. Like they have three third round picks. They have two second round picks. Like they, like if they really wanted to, they could probably move up into the first ring. You never know. Or even I like, imagine they're good. Oh, sorry. I was going to oh, say, I imagine they probably trade down too and get more picks with, especially those thirds. Yeah. You could definitely move around. But um, I also found out what the Frozen Four is real quick. So it's um, it's Minnesota, Michigan, uh, yeah. and then Denver, Ian Mitchell's alma mater, and then Michigan State. Mm-hmm. So some pretty pretty big blue bloods in there. Not like their original like Northeastern teams, but a lot of good programs left. A lot of freaking good talent, especially considering Michigan and Minnesota. Oh, man. Oh, Michigan is ridiculous, dude. <laughs> Minnesota's going to get even better, too. Like, they're getting Cooley next year, like, yeah. Lucius. Like, oh, man, they're mm-hmm. going to be nuts. But Michigan's yeah. cracked. <laughs> yeah, they got, like, Johnson, Veneers, Power, Brisson. Luke like, Hughes. Yeah, yeah, Luke Hughes. Like, I'm, I'm, I know I'm missing a bunch of other guys. Oh, man. Yeah, they're 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 pretty cool to watch. Like, and those are going to be picks, yeah, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um. Hot. I feel like college hockey is just like severely underrated. Oh, it's so much. Like it's so good, especially when like the tournaments start and like bean pot and stuff. Like, oh man, it's great. Well, one Notre Dame game. Oh, I can't remember who they were playing. Um, it was the one. I think it was the one before they got eliminated. Um, but they were on the penalty kill. They scored. There was still time left on the clock, but it was like barely anything. So I think I don't remember exactly what happened. So it was all very confusing. But basically, the refs like waved it off, and then they went and scored the game winner in overtime. And it was just oh insane. yeah, yeah. I think I remember that. <laughs> that. That feels like forever ago. Like I'm like, I know oh, it feels like so right long ago. And it was like a week ago, I think. Mm-hmm. That's just time right now. I was losing my mind. So I'm like, no, they should have won in regulation, but it's fine. They flipped it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Oh yeah. What's a win without a little bit of drama? 
Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't know if we have anything else to talk about that. I just kind of wanted to bring up kind of like the future Blackhawks, like instead of talking about the Blackhawks and making ourselves disappointed and all that. So, mm-hmm. um, another thing that's kind of uh, that's some good news. Uh, Marion Hosa is going to sign a one-day uh, contract with the Blackhawks and officially retire with them. So, good for him. Um, when you look at Marion Hosa's career stats, he got drafted by Ottawa, then he played in Atlanta. Like his best career seasons were in Atlanta, but he did all his winning with Chicago. Mm-hmm. Three Stanley Cups. Uh, 2008, I think he got traded from Atlanta to Pittsburgh, and then he lost in the Stanley Cup final with Pittsburgh. And then the next year, he goes to Detroit, loses to Pittsburgh in the Stanley Cup final, and, and then goes to Chicago and wins three cups in six years. So. It's crazy because if you think about it, he literally went to three consecutive Stanley Cup finals and it took him three years to win one. Then you got yeah. Pat Maroon who went with three – he's went three times and he's won three straight. Hockey's just fucking – oh, man. It's so <laughs> funny. It's so dumb. Literally. Oh, my gosh. So dumb. So dumb. But um, Hosa's one of those guys that I feel like like when he when he retired and he went into the Hall of Fame and stuff, like you sit there and you think like, yeah, he probably maybe should have won a Selkie at some point as a winger, no. or at least been a finalist. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. his two way game was so dominant, and you just rarely see that at the winger position anymore. Like With Mark think, Stone, yeah, is the one that comes to mind. Marner's another one who's really good defensively, but like can't score. No one does it like no one's built like a shit brick house like Hosa. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um. It's going to be um, – I'm glad he's retiring a Hawk, though. Like, he, he, uh, clearly it was his best years. and was, Like Reagan said, his winning years. Yeah. So, um, it's going to be cool. And we're probably going to see more and more of that once the contracts start fading out. Like, I don't – Seabrook's got a couple more years, so we won't see that for a bit. But he's definitely going to get one of those. They might do, like, dual retirement with him and um, Chelios' number. I don't know. Oh, that's true. Mm. I would do that with Duncan Keith, even though he's like actually still playing for another team. When he retires, I think they will. Yeah, but um, I feel like um, we traded Hosa's rights, but like he never actually played with yeah. Arizona. Is where he went. I don't even. Yeah, yeah played with Chris Pronger and Datsu. Come on, now it was like the 2008 All Star team. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Datsu can host it. They probably played together. Imagine that. That was like they did play together. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they did for that one season, but like I'm, I'm wondering if they they ever play online because that would just be disgusting. And um, I remember this video. I, I think Mars La- Mark Lazarus tweeted. I think it was from 2014-15, and it's just like Datsuk and Marion Hosa just both like stripping the fuck off each other, like chasing after it. And I'm like, oh, I, I love that so much. Oh yeah, just an elite two way player. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite like Marion Hosa moment though was I think it was the 2010 Cup run. Um, versus Nashville when he scored that like overtime. Was it, was it overtime? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was overtime. Right out of the box. Boarding penalty late in the game. Hawks managed to tie it up somehow with like seconds left. Yeah, Kane scored with like 10 seconds left, I think. With the goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. It's like it's like the passing play on that goal. Incredible. Oh, man. Sorry, Ricky. That just like my favorite host memory because I was like ten, so I was like still like learning hockey, and I was like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> oh yeah, 
And just a pop in that building, like that was so like you weren't even there, but like you could feel it on TV. That's how loud it was. Like when Hosta scores in the playoffs, it was like electric. Like I remember um, one of them that doesn't get rated high enough, but like Game Six against Anaheim when he got that second one, when Keats just holding the pass forever, and Hosta's got a wide open net. Oh, yeah. Like Hosta sure. was a guy who didn't have to score all the time, but when he did, it meant something. Like when Game Seven against St. Louis, he got him back in the game with that. Like Hosa was a beast in 2016 in the playoffs. People forget that. So he it was in 2017 too. He was their best player in 2017. Who said 30 goals in 2017, bro? God damn! Like oh, they haven't been the same since without Hosa. He's just such. I, was a- literally gonna say, I feel like he's one of those guys where, like, even if he wasn't always scoring, you could always, always feel him out yeah. there, and it was very noticeable once we like they lost him. Oh, yeah. I bet he's huge for guys like Nick Schmaltz and they were coming up learning the defensive game. Like, Hosa's yeah. quick stick. Like, I got to imagine Schmaltz got some pointers from him when he was Imagine younger. if you had Marion Hosa with Kirby Doc. What could have? Like, that would have been perfect if we could add Hosa on his wing in the tail end. Um, but that's kind of like, that's like going to like the Hawks future. That's kind of what they need. They need to find this team's Hosa, which, like, yeah, they obviously need to find the next Kane, the next Hayes and shit, but like, you need to find that guy who can make everyone else better around him. And that's mm-hmm. kind of hard to find sometimes. <laughs> Just curious to see who that's going to – the next one of those is going to be. <laughs> yeah. mm, no, they're they're, def- they're definitely – those kind of players like Marion Hosa are so rare. Like, again, the only player I can think of that's kind of – like right now in the NHL that's similar to that is definitely Mark Stone. Mm-hmm. In terms of just size and two-way play and just being a horse on the puck. Like, oh, man. Honestly, Drysaddle doesn't get enough credit for how good he is on the puck offensively, like strength wise. He's kind of like Hosa in that regard, but not nearly defensively like Hosa. Oh no, no, Hosa was just such a dog defensively. Oh man, fucking great, love him. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I, I can't even think of like a, like an upcoming draft pick that like has that kind of profile. Like, Slavkovsky doesn't have that. No, no. they'll get Slovakian. Exactly. So he has to be right. <laughs> yeah, big boy, boy. Who Greg um, Wyshynski thinks should go number one? Oh, God, <laughs> get out of here! No, the, the the amount of Shane Wright hate it. Like, there's been a lot of Shane Wright hate. I don't know why, like where it's come from, but the, he, the should, he should go first overall. <laughs> oh, hundred percent to the Blackhawks. To the Blackhawks. It, well, while while we're in Montreal. Oh yeah, hell yeah, brother. Have we have we announced that on the podcast yet? I don't think we have because like so. no because. Well, obviously, put it on Twitter, and uh, when we were with Ben Pope, we didn't really talk about it. Well, yeah, we're going to, to Montreal for the draft. Schmidt, I, and Jimmy, hopefully. Should be and, fun. Yeah, going to have fun. Already, already booked my flight there, um, and uh, got still got to find out with, if we're staying at, staying at this Airbnb, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, like, I think I land there on the Wednesday cause it's the drafts on se- the 7th and 8th of July, which is a third is Thursday and a Friday. So I'm like open. I think, I think my flight lands in Montreal at like 7 a.m. So I'm going to have the whole right day. There. Yeah. I'm going to have the whole day to explore the city. And then I think, uh, Saturday is when I head out. I think it's in the afternoon. So I still got a little bit, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully we can get some like interviews with people there. Like that'd be fun. Like media members and all that. So I'm looking forward to that, but, and it's, it's three months away. But it, that's gonna fly by. It's gonna it, mm. like the playoffs are gonna start, and that's gonna be the draft. Yeah, it, it goes quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, 
kind of on the top because Marion Hosa is, is re- retired with the Blackhawks. Kind of on the same topic. Uh, Ryan Getzloff's retiring. Probably yeah. one of the most underrated players. Like I don't, I feel like he doesn't get enough credit because at his at his at his best, like he was one of the best players in the NHL, dominant players. Like when he was going, he was one of the best. And I, I remember the the he obviously won a Stanley Cup earlier early in his career, two thousand seven, but. What I really, when I really started to really appreciate Ryan Getzloff was that 2010 Olympics because I would, I would argue he was the best forward on Team Canada, and that's saying something because that t- that team had Crosby and like Jonathan Taze was doing really well, but, but like Ryan Getzloff, I think was the best forward on that team, and and uh, he he just shows up in big games. I think he was like a point per game in the playoffs. As he's been nominated for the Hart, I think once or twice. One of the most most underrated passers, like. Well, what a what a great what a great for career for him. He was top ten in scoring for at least six years in a row in his career, right. and no one talks about it because he was in Anaheim. And also, he like if Anaheim just got a little bit of Game Seven luck, they probably get another cup. If we're being honest, oh, because yeah. those teams were really good back in the early 2010s. Like they won the President's Trophy a, a couple times. They were first in the West a bunch of times. I know that much going like regular season wise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just one of the most underrated careers that doesn't get talked about because you have your Crosby's, your Ovechkin's, your Canes in that time and stuff, and he just kind of goes under the radar. Even yeah. in the same state, people talk about Kopitar more than him. It's like, yeah. um, just great career for him all around. And like you said, I like you said, Pierce, international play puts him far above everyone else just for what he's done on an international stage on not only the Olympic level but the World Juniors, World, World Championships. Mm-hmm. He's done it everywhere. So. Um, Hats off to him, and it's well. And also, we talk about it all the time. It's very rare someone gets to spend their whole career with one team, and he yep. is he is the guy when you think of Anaheim, in my opinion. Like, obviously, people might think of like Solani and Korea for the couple of years they were there, but that's Getzloff's team. Like, I threw him through, and I'm curious to see what he does going forward. So I could I could definitely see him as a, either a coach or a front office guy. Maybe gets an advisor role, like um, Lidstrom and stuff has been doing, and. Uh, Detroit. Yeah, I think he uh, he's got to be he's got to stay in Anaheim. I think in some kind of yeah. role. I agree with that. Oh yeah, and they've already been kind of doing that with Korea and Solani anyway. Um, oh, they, have they? I actually didn't know. Yeah, that. they were on the like the advisory board when they were. Oh like, yeah, I heard that. I that. Yeah, I think so, Niedermeyer too. I think I saw that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could definitely see it. And you got to keep him involved because he's been so big in the community too in Anaheim and stuff and like. Obviously, they don't sell out every night, and it's really hard to get to Anaheim. It's really hard to get to the Honda Center at you know six o'clock on a um, any day in LA. But um, you know, he's they've created a very loyal fan base in Anaheim, and I'm glad like the next regime's gonna be there now. Like at least at least gets left leaving knowing like Zegers and Terry and all and Drysdale. Mm-hmm. There's a new regime coming, so and they have ready. like they acquired so many draft picks at the deadline. They got like they're they're going to be good in the future. They will. That's going to, and it's not going to be long until they're good again. And we've talked about it. Like he had chances to go win the last couple of years. Yeah, he could. Vegas. There were definitely offers for him to go to Vegas on the table multiple years that he he turned down. He could have signed anywhere last year. Like that's a that's a loyal that's a loyal captain right there. Yeah. And wish nothing but the best Canadian before. kid from Saskatchewan, I believe. Saskatchewan. Love it. Um, just trying to go through everything. Uh, do you want do you want to talk about the the Tyson ask comments? I mean, since we're talking about Anaheim, might as well. I mean, yeah, that's true. Hmm. 
I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, don't somehow know, not know Anaheim was coming into Arizona on an 11 game losing streak and won five to nothing. And they got a or things got a little chippy and Jay Beagle decided to, you know, try to blind Trevor Zegers with his fist. Or, Tre- or not Trevor Zegers, uh, Troy Terry with his fist. Sorry. They, they, like, see the picture. Like, it's like red. Like, yeah. Fuck. It's like pink. Oh, and then they're just like, oh, you want to skill it up? This is what you get. And it's just like, yeah, I get it. Trevor Zegers did score a lacrosse goal on you earlier that night. Like, it's not fun. I don't blame you. And yeah, you're in between the benches. You probably hear more than anyone else of what's going on. That. <laughs> Just so out of line with that. And I feel like we've talked about this, Pierce, like off the podcast. It's just like, how do you expect casual fans to like the game? Because like that's the stuff that grows the game. As much as you think fighting and stuff and like, sticking up for your teammates and stuff does yeah. that. No, it's what Trevor Zegers does. That's how you get on ESPN. That's how people start sharing stuff on Instagram and Twitter. That's how people start realizing how competitive this sport can be and how, and how much talent there is in this sport. But no, yeah. we have to worry about – Freaking Jay Beagle has one goal in 27 games. Dummy. Dude, he's probably going to retire at the end of the Like, this is his last, like, few games that he's playing right now. Terrible. And, like, he, he Tyson Nash is out there defending it because he's an Arizona fucking announcer. Like, looks good on you, I guess. Looks good on you. Um, You know, yeah, they lost 11 straight and they beat you guys. Looks good on you. I would be laughing in your face, too. Like, we, we're, we've been this bad for the last three weeks and we just ran your – we ran your shit in your building. And you're mad. Well, don't worry. Next year we'll run in the five thousand. Uh, <laughs> like, hey, come on! It's like it's like oh, like, like dude, it's it's like dunking on a mini hoop. It's way too easy. Mm. Oh my god. Um, but I I just think it's hilarious, especially since like they're gonna play each other like three times a year now. Like the players that are there, and one thing that doesn't get talked about enough with that fight is or that whole or uh, scuffle is Louis Erickson just grabs Zegers and pulls him away from the whole thing. Like, good on Louis Erickson. He's like, kid, we're not doing this right now. You're going to get your ass kicked if you hang yeah. around there. And, like, that, I don't know. That's just a good veteran move by Erickson. Because it looked like they looked like that's what Terry was trying to do with Beagle initially. He was just trying to, like, you know, tie him up and bring him out of the thing. And then Beagle's like, no, fuck you. I'm just going to start wailing on you. Like, I don't know, man. I feel like we all, like, you guys can talk about fighting. That's the, whole, like, that's the whole thing that's wrong with hockey. There's such just, like, team – team a sport game everyone's such a macho man you know like so tough and then as soon as someone scores a lacrosse goal on you it's like oh i gotta punch you because you hurt my feelings i gotta no because you poked the goalie sorry yeah yeah i gotta give you cte now and we we the nhl and just really hockey in general just markets hockey as a team game and I think any hardcore hockey fan knows that's what makes hockey so great is that it's a team game. But if you're trying to t- attract casuals, like marketing players like Trevor Zegras, who do these beautiful highlight reel plays, like that's how you grow the game. When people are thinking about like basketball, like you can, you know, like LeBron James, you know, Steph Curry, you know, James Hart, you know, all these guys. And that's why basketball is so popular, so accessible. You can, you know, the players, and then you get, you kind of get into the teams. And you're like, oh, there's more guys than that, and that's got to be the same thing with the NHL. Like, how many players can like just people like if you like pick someone off the street in the U.S. and like ask them, well, who's a like, do you know what who a, what a hockey player? Like, do you know the name of a hockey player? They're probably they might say Crosby, they might say Ovechkin. I, like, I don't know Crosby, Kane, Ovechkin, and maybe Mc, or maybe McDavid. That'll be it. Yeah, like. But this is how you grow, like how you grow the sport. Like this is what's wrong with hockey, just this, the, the culture around it, and 
Trevor Zegers, what he's doing is awesome. Like, I think it's great that they're marketing him. There's obviously a bunch of uh, other young players that come, like Jack Hughes, I think, is going to be great, which sucks. It sucks that he's out for the rest of the season, but he's, he's going to be a superstar from year to, years to come. Side note about Jack Hughes. Did you see in 49 games he didn't take Yeah, no penalties. That's crazy. Lady Bing. Lady Bing right there. <laughs> Lady Bing. I'm so serious. That's nuts. Uh, he, I yeah, didn't like, that. So I didn't know that. I missed that completely. That's insane. Oh, yeah. Just, it's just like one of those stats where you see it and you're just like, oh, oh okay. Because um, that, that's the thing. Like, we think of awards like Lady Bing's, like not taking penalties. That usually doesn't come to mind. But when you see it, you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, but and Tyson Nash saying that the thing is he's not wrong, but that's why it sucks is that he's not wrong. It's this whole hockey culture where oh I gotta I gotta beat you up because you touched my goalie. Like I don't mind like giving a shove. Like obviously you shouldn't be able to just run into a team's goalie without any consequence, but like like just slam like punching a guy who just like clearly doesn't want to be it like over and over again and not getting any punishment out of it. Like, how did, again, how do you expect to grow his game if you're not going to give any punishment for this shit? Like, Troy Terry obviously isn't up there, but like, he's still a young player, like, in, in, the, in the NHL. Like, you've got to protect these kinds of players, and they don't even like hand out a suspension or anything. Like, it's just ridiculous. Jay Beagle, like, he's, he's probably going to retire after this year because I think he's in a contract year. Like, he's won a Stanley Cup. Like, I, I don't think, I don't know if he's going to play anymore. Like, he's, he's not that good. Yeah, it, it like you said, uh, kids grow up wanting to be Trevor Zegers, not Jay Beagle. So exactly. kids grow up wanting to be Troy Terry, like American hero Troy Terry, by the way, world <laughs> junior hero Troy Terry. Oh, um, unfortunately, I knew that all too well. Yeah, um, <laughs> that, I don't know, man. Like, it's I get it, it's part of the game, but it really shouldn't be anymore. It doesn't need to be at times. Like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like you said, Pierce, it's fine for them to get in the scrum. Like, what happened at the end of um, the Red Wings game is another good example of that, where Carlo and Zadina are getting into it and then just starts a line brawl after the game. Like, you don't need that in the game. Yeah, you could start barking at each other and shoving and stuff, but, like, we don't need to start punching people who are on the ground without their hands up. Like, come on, man. It's common sense. And also, in real life, you go to jail for that shit. You go to jail There's for that. There'll be punishments. Like, this is going to happen. It's uh, ridiculous. In yeah, whatever. It's like, just the way the game is. Like I like I'm not anti like hitting or whatever. Like anti fighting because like they're the, the great thing about hockey is it's like it's such a it's such a fast paced game. Like emotions are a huge part of it. Like you get caught up in the moment of it. But I don't think we should be doing a clockwork orange shit where they're just being the piss and shit out of each other for no reason. You know. Right. Uh, Anyways, yeah, I, I think that's it on that. Let's let's get into the Twitter question. That's really what I've been looking forward to the whole time. <laughs> there's there's so there, I think we got like ten or something questions more than that. Anyways, I'm just pulling them up right now. Okay. okay. This is <laughs> some of them are not hockey related, which is nice. <laughs> and like, I, if you ever want to ask us any uh, Twitter questions, like you can literally ask any. I don't care. It doesn't have to be hockey related. Um, first one is from Jacob, front of the show, King Jesus ninety nine. On a scale of one to ten, how much do you love the Job and Porsche the pandas? <laughs> so this is in uh, 
this is uh our Minecraft world that uh, me, Jacob, and Schmitty have actually been on. Um, Jacob got us some pandas, and their names are Jacob and Porsche, and I love them. I would rate that an eleven out of ten. Eleven Panda is the best Minecraft mom. It is great. They oh, sit yeah. there and they eat bamboo and then they roll around. It's the best thing ever. Well, I wish I wish I was a panda, honestly. <laughs> right. Well, you'd be endangered though. We don't want that. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't want to be a sexual harassment panda either. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> panda. God. And from another good friend of the show, Julia asks us first of all, how are you guys doing? Oh, how are you guys doing right now? All right. Doing, you know, it's another day, another dollar. Uh, I'm exhausted. It's been a very long week, even though it's only Wednesday. But no complaints. <laughs> Just stressed and very tired. meme, it's like, oh, what a week, eh, Captain? It's only Wednesday. That's <laughs> you know, last week was long. This week's been long. I haven't slept much recently, but we're here. <laughs> no, I feel that. No complaints. Honestly. And, yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah, it's just, it's just work as usual. You know, nothing nothing out of the ordinary. So it's not like anything. Um, it's just work. Thanks, Julia, for asking that. The second part is, do you think they let Luki play more than those four or five Bad Memory Story games left he has left? Um, ultimately, I don't think they burn the first year of his contract. I think they do set him down back down to Rockford because I think they kind of do realize that Rockford's in a push right now and Lucas Reichel could be a huge help to that team. That would be a huge part for his experience to play in meaningful games and potentially even play some AHL playoff games. So ultimately, I do think that uh, they do set him back out down to the AHL without uh, burning the first year of his ELC. Yeah, I agree. Unless, like I said earlier, unless he goes on some crazy heater in these next yeah. games, then yeah, he's going to stick around for the other eight. But I don't know. It just seems like, like you said, they need to put him in for the playoff run. Yeah, I agree. Give him meaningful games, you know? Yeah. Um, this is from Wally, our good pal Wally. Uh, first part, uh, thoughts on the report that the Hawks are lowering ticket, the lowering ticket prices, some by even 20% reportedly. Now, Okay, I don't. I, like, I don't live in Chicago. Like Schmitty, you probably you probably know way more on this than I would. So I want mm-hmm. to hear what you think about it. Um, it's great from a fan perspective because tickets were almost impossible to get for a decade. So if you didn't want to chalk up like you know hundred bucks or two hundred bucks or some shit, so like I think I've talked. I think I've talked about it at nauseum. Like I've gotten tickets for like five ten bucks this year. Like it's pretty nice just to get three hundred tickets like whenever you want them. Now it's kind of. Like, yeah, the team stinks, so, like, it's not going to be sold out every night, which is different than what it's been like lately. But they still get a good good crowd every night. And, yeah. like, it's not like Rocky's losing money. He's making so much fucking money off concessions and merchandise. Like, he's, he'll be fine. It'll be fine if they lower ticket prices a little. And if anything, it might get more fans in the stands, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. No, that was what I, uh, that's what I was going to say. It's, like, as a sport organization, you, I feel like I've learned about this and talked about this in so many of my classes. Like, you got to find a way to get butts and seats and – if you gotta lower ticket prices. If it gets people to the games, you gotta do what you gotta do. Because if they get in the door, they're gonna start spending money. That's basically exactly. how it works. Like, yeah. it's those ancillary goods, baby. They, they will. Oh, um, maybe get a beer for ten dollars or whatever it is. There. Oh, maybe I'll get a team, bro. It's also it's Chicago, so people in Chicago love to drink. So it's like 
they're not going to really care about spending nope. 10 bucks on a beer. And the Hawks stink, so they're going to be buying, buying, buying. Buy, buy, buy. Um, no, but I, I think that's I think it'll be fine, honestly. And like even if like ticket plans get lowered a little bit too, that'll be good because you'll probably get more families and stuff to go, and you could start getting the younger audience to go more, and it opens the door for sure. You might introduce a lot of new fans. Maybe a lot of the old fans might be turned off just because all oh, another rebuild we're going to go through. It's going to take forever to get good again. So maybe you just get a lot of. Uh, younger like fans in there introduce a new wave of Blackhawks fans. I got, I got, I have no idea. Like I don't. That's really how like it was for me. Like I think the first Blackhawks game I ever went to is like 2007, and they sucked. (laughs) And I do think we got the tickets free from my mom's work. I could be wrong on that, but you know I was like seven, but it introduced me to hockey, and I fell in love instantly. And now here I am. You know, so I feel like it could help, like you said, like get a gain your audience and help like grow the fan base. 100%. 100%. Like, I, I feel like we can all agree at this point. Like, hockey's probably one of the most electric sports to watch in person. Like, mm-hmm. you go to an NFL game, it's fun. But then you also realize, oh, yeah, there's like 60 seconds between every play. And it gets, it, it's, you know, baseball, it's a drag. Like, basketball can be fun, but, you know, there's a lot going on. Like, hockey's, hockey's a different animal in person than it is on TV. And that's saying something because it's still pretty fun to watch on TV. Yeah. So, and it's, but it's the sport that's like, it's always moving. Cause, like, you said with like football, it's like, there's like 60 seconds between each play, but it's like a lot of times it's eating time on the clock. But like hockey, like if the puck is moving, then the to- the clock is running. But if the puck's not, I can't form sentences, but we understand what you're saying. Like, the the well, clock is always ticking unless there's like a pause in play. Yeah. So. I knew what I was trying to say in my brain, just like shut down completely. <laughs> just don't mind me. It's all right. <laughs> Something, something, best sport, worst league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, second part of Wally's question. Do you think it's important that Kyle Davidson keeps the European pipeline going? We saw that they signed Philip Ruse today out of Schleftia. And, yeah, we kind of touched on that earlier. I do think that uh, Kyle Davidson should keep doing that because I don't think they fired, like, any of the European amateur or head scouts. So, Again, you're probably never going to find uh, Artemi Panarin out of Russia again, but if you can find, like, a Dominic Cahoon, Dominic Kubelik player out of uh, Europe somewhere, like, you're going you're gonna to need some players to play next year, especially players that could potentially kind of put up those kind of seasons where you're getting, like, half a point per game. Or So so I, I, I do think they keep on doing that. I feel like something, like, the Hawks have always seemed to be really good at is finding those, like, little hidden gems out of yeah. somewhere out of Europe. Usually some, like, really small place you've never even heard of. And it's, <laughs> it's just, like, some, like, star that comes out. And, like, you're like, wow, I never would have guessed. Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. And, like, I think one thing that at least, um like, Bowman and David, or at least Bowman did this when he would sign guys, he at least would show them, like, we'll find you a home if you're not going to work here. Like, we're not just going to cut you at the end. Like, I mean, Suter was probably the only time where someone got cut afterwards. But, like, he traded Ruta to a winner. He traded Kempney to a winner. He traded Cajon to a winner. And then they traded up to Buffalo. So <laughs> yeah. Man, that's on them. But, um, like, you know, if you if you keep showing that you're going to give all these guys, if they don't work out here, they're going to get another chance in the NHL. That gives you better – you know, yeah. that gives you a better look from an overseas perspective. But they've also had guys who have come up for, like, five games and never seen the world again, like Anton Bedin. So, like, who knows? That's right. And I, I don't know. It's just it's going to be interesting to see where Kyle Davidson wants to put his scouts now. Because, like, from what have you heard of Mark Kelly, he just didn't want to scout certain spots at this point when, at the end. So, like, we don't need that. And I hope they still put fun. Well, more, I think that was more from the junior side, though, but I could be wrong. But 
Because yeah. I think when you look at the draft picks, like it's mostly been North American. Mm-hmm. Good. But not not saying well, like any area is superior than the other, but Silly like Canadian. you you gotta you have like you gotta be willing to go anywhere. Like if you if you go anywhere and like see a skilled player out of any league, like whether it's like a Swedish second tier junior league, and you see his potential in that guy, like you gotta like you gotta keep an open mind when scouting. Hundred percent, I agree. And I'm trying to think of like. Because I'm pretty sure there's uh who's that guy from Russia? I for, his name is eluding me right now, but I think he like was right at the top of KHL scoring. Obviously, what's happening in Russia right now and how the NHL has kind of t- cut ties with like the KHL and like Russian prospects and all that will be interesting to see how that pans out. But if they could get Andre, I think his name is Andre Kuzmenko or something like that. If they can get him to come over here and play in a top six or top six or top nine role. And that's the thing with the Blackhawks. There's always going to be an opportunity. You get to play in Chicago. You're probably going to get at least like a brief chance with one of Debrinkit or Kane. And that, that's the nice thing that like even just going back to Stan Bowman, he was able to sell that on, 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 on our Timmy Panarin. Jeez, I cannot talk. Um, you got it. You got like you got a Calder Trophy. Obviously, trade him. But then, like, there's Dominic Leak nominated for a Calder Trophy. Pius Suter's coming here and and had a great first season before he got let go. And same with Dominic Cahoon. So, um, yeah. Long story short, I think they do continue that Europe pipeline. Hundred <laughs> percent. I know what this question is. Too. <laughs> From Soup Facade, are you are your jabs jabs cozy wozy or comfy Was I not just telling you Chris says this shit? Like I design not saying he says this shit to me every single day. So Chris, if you're hearing this, my jam jams are cozy wozy. Just for your information. <laughs> Cozy Wozy just sounds better than Comfy Wumpy. I don't know what it is. Who wears Comfy Wumpy pajamas? I'm starting an agenda. Cozy Wozy sounds better. I'm starting an agenda. (laughs) Uh, From our good good pal Ben, uh, do you think there are any specific positions the Blackhawks will target in upcoming drafts? Yes, I do. Forwards. They need a winger. They've drafted so many defensemen. They desperately need forwards, particularly skilled forwards. Unless they got, unless they're like, uh, unless they're high on like Simon Nemich or something, like it's, and they get the number two pick, it's forwards. It's all forwards, 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 forwards. You got to get as many center prospects in there. You got to get as yeah, many prospects in there. Maybe goalie prospects too. Like you got to start looking goalie too a little bit. Like particularly center because if you draft all centers, like probably not all of them are gonna be centers. But you know it's easier to go from center to wing than it is from wing to center. So yeah. uh, again, I don't know too much about the upcoming draft. I really got to do my research on that. Who the Blackhawks could potentially get, like 39th overall or whatever, <laughs> whatever hey, they do. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think they need to. You need to go after skilled forwards. You need to swing for upside. And can't have low ceilings. Hmm. Um, <laughs> this is from Tanner. What's Minecraft and how do you table horse in it? Stan, <laughs> what's Minecraft? You know what? Dad, you don't ask. need to be watching those shows. I'm going to ask Siri. Wait, hang on. Oh my god. I don't, I don't even know what a Minecraft is. I don't even know what a Minecraft is. 
Siri. I don't even know if I've Siri. I haven't used Siri for you know whatever. I give. I was gonna ask Siri what it is, but I gave Siri a lifetime vacation, otherwise known as letting her or um, <laughs> wishing her the best of luck on her future endeavors. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did the same thing. I haven't used Siri. In I fired her for the Irish dude. <laughs> okay. Next question. Um, if the Blackhawks had to be any other type of bird, which would you choose? Bird. Yeah. <laughs> um, Interesting. I would say Cardinal, just because Chicago Cardinals was like a football team back then. But yeah, like, that was cool. But also St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, like I don't mm-mm. Jayhawks. Like you could do like the like the Kansas Jayhawks. Like, I don't know. So many fucking birds, bro. <laughs> like, let's just be two Can Sam. <laughs> the first bird that came to mind was a falcon for some reason. Falcons would be cool. Not really sure why, but that'd be kind of cool, I guess. What's up? What's up? Edmonton's minor league team? Isn't like the Condors or something? What would be the Condors? Condors. That's Otherwise, that was like the lamest ride at Six Flags, from what I remember. God, I'm trying to think. Like. <laughs> The Blue Jays, just so you could have a CD Jays. Uh, the like, Red Jays, bro. Like the Red Jays. Watch out. Oh man. Or actually, this is the Seagulls. Why do you have Seagulls in Chicago? Don't ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't ask. Or you, just, or you could just do the Chicago Pigeons, because I mean it's <laughs> the <thing> right now. <laughs> Am I right? You're a fucking pigeon. Oh my god. Oh jeez. Yeah, Chicago Pigeons. We're just going to post a poll on the PGS cast. What bird would you want the Blackhawks to be? <laughs> Blackhawk up article. Here it comes, people. <laughs> the true hard-hitting news. Which bird would the Blackhawks be? This is from MP, Emperor Fun. Are you going to watch Morbius? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Not a chance. Not a chance. I haven't seen a movie in forever anyways. Do you think I'm going to go out of my way to watch Morbius? <laughs> Fucking Morbius, get it out of here. MP, if you want to see Morbius, good for you, but that's not my cup of tea. <laughs> and I'm a, and you guys know me, I'm the biggest Marvel guy there is, and I can't even fucking... Nah, I can't stop Jimmy see Morbius, or is he seeing another movie? I, I don't think Jimmy's even fucking lowered himself to see that. <laughs> oh, man. This is the last question. I think it's the most interesting question. Which first-round playoff matchups would you guys like to see? Hmm. Okay, well, I, I do want Toronto, like, Toronto-Boston. Toronto-Boston, I think, is at the top of everyone's mind, but, yeah. I know on it. And it's very possible still, which is great. Um, I, I'm i not going to lie, Colorado-Vegas round one would be kind of fun. Like, yeah. if that happens. Or Colorado-Dallas even would be fun, just because of the history. Um, fuck, I'm trying to think. St. Louis-Minnesota will be a bloodbath. Like, or it's Nashville-Minnesota. Any of those three teams going up against each other, that will be fun. Yeah. Um, fuck. What's the other one I'm thinking of? Oh, Pittsburgh, New York's gonna be good. Like it's like <laughs> Pittsburgh gets the other side of New York to sign. They got the Islanders the last couple of years, now they get the Rangers. Um, they might get goalie again <laughs> by another Russian. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, this Russian wasn't almost traded to the Blackhawks. <laughs> uh, uh, I would love to see Calgary Edmonton. Like if Edmonton could just drop into a wild card spot. And face Calgary, oh, I would I would see a playoff game. Oh yeah. And then like if Vegas could just go on a heater and it'd be LA Vegas. That would yeah, that would be a good series as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh 
So yeah, the playoff matches right now would be Florida and Boston. That would be a good series. Or no, no, sorry, Florida, Washington. Carolina, Boston would be a good series. Mm-hmm. For I sure. I feel like any, any, pretty much any combination of teams in the East would be a good series. Yeah. Oh yeah. Still would love to see Boston Toronto in the first round. Especially if Toronto lost, that would just be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. It's either like Toronto Boston's gonna be a good outcome either way because one Toronto will finally slay the dragon, it'll be Boston and or either Boston beats them again. They slay the dragon. <laughs> just to lose in round two. How about that? Just to lose to Tampa in round two. All that for a drop of blood. Dude, speaking of Tampa, Vasilevsky almost let in like a fucking 150-foot goal today. <laughs> like, it was on net and he wasn't looking. <laughs> he got lucky and hit his pad. Let's just put it that way. That was like, what was that? Game three, Nashville, where Pekka Rene, we almost scored on him from like... Johnny Oduya would have had... That was Oduya. Like, a playoff history. 190 feet. Elite, and then Pekarin just decided I'm gonna own you guys for the next two games. How about that? Yeah, and then I'll own everyone up until Pittsburgh in the Cup final. And then um, <laughs> and I, had, I, he had an expiration date. He was like produce, and only lasts so long. <laughs> Comes rotten. May not last past the the end of May. Mm-hmm. No, but that's it. that's it for questions. I I appreciate y'all coming in to ask the questions or some good questions whether it's sports related or not so i appreciate that um but yeah uh, we're we're coming we're coming to the end of the nhl season it feels like it's been forever it's been such a fucking long nhl season mm-hmm. when we when we started we, it's almost been 2 years of this now on tuesday it'll be our our 2 year anniversary um when we when we started it was obviously like it was i think it was just a month removed from when COVID shut everything down and then a few months away till the play-in bubble and the Blackhawks were actually in that so like but then last year it was like what 56 games so it wasn't a long season so this is like the first time we've had to go through the the grind of doing an 82 game season it's just like felt forever it's been such a just an awful brutal season whether it's off ice and the on ice but here we are we're uh, like the prizes at the end of the road here, where we get to watch good playoff hockey, and then the, and then the draft will be soon. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. fun. We're uh, in the home stretch. We are exactly. We are in the home stretch. Anyways, so thank you for, for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your day, and peace out, y'all. <laughs>